Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to Wednesday night in the upper room. Good to be back. We missed last week. I hope you got to see the oldie but goodie, but uh, there were some things going on we couldn't, uh, you know, we didn't have any control over, so... We're back live tonight, so we're glad you're with us tonight. Hey, listen, yesterday marked 80 years of uh, uh, Pearl Harbor and uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. I hope, you, I hope you're thankful that we live in a nation where a lot of people gave their lives and give, you know, uh, all that they had to, to uh, give us the nation we've had, even though it's not what we want it to be right now, but praise God, we still have the ability to live free and and to do what we're doing right here tonight. So uh, I just wanna go back and, and review a little bit. We were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago about uh, uh, power and authority and walking in boldness. And, and you know, God gave us that, this is our time. This is our time to, to live uh, for him. And it's our time to, to do what he's called us to do. And I wanna go back and just start reading in Acts chapter one. Uh, there were, they were together, together, and, and uh, the, the, disciples, or the disciples were, and they were waiting for the promise of the Father. And I'm going to listen to what it says uh, in, in verse 1. The former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began to do and teach. And he said he began to do and teach. So there's going to be a continuation. Whatever he started is to be continued today. And then down in verse 8, uh, it goes on to say, well, let's read verse five first. They were assembled together, and then it says, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse seven and eight, but it is not for you to know the times of the season, which the Father put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Power, power to what? <laughs> when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. In other words, the Holy Spirit was to come upon them to be a witness. Just as it comes upon us today, or we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be effective witnesses. This is what we're to do. You know, listen, the Holy Spirit didn't come just so we could have a little goosebump or we could even speak in just so we can speak in tongues. That was part of it. You know, we're to be built up by uh, most holy faith that says praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we're supposed to be built up, but it's supposed to be so we can be a witness and boldly be a witness. Now, it said they continued over in verse 14. They continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus with, and his brothers. Now, they were in one accord in that upper room waiting for the the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come to earth and then fill them with power and boldness. Amen. Then we know in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. There they are. <laughs> Listen, it's vital that the church be in unity and in one accord today. Vital. Listen, we can't get done what God wants us to get done if we're all scattered and going our own way. Amen. So in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and they were filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them 
divided tongues as a fire and one set upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're ready to do what God had called them to do. They're ready to fulfill and continue the ministry that Jesus had begun. That's just what Dr. Dr. Luke had said. And when he wrote, started writing the first part of Acts there, he was saying what Jesus had begun to do and so it's to be a continuation. Then we find Peter, uh, uh, they were saying, uh, got up and spoke. He said, these men aren't drunk as you suppose. They were being filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know the Holy Spirit will energize your life? It'll make you, it'll take the, uh, the dead places and make you alive. That's, that's a good part of what it does. And he, he goes on to say this was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he speaks that. You can read that for yourself in Acts 2. Uh, beginning in verse 16 on down to 22, and it, he, he got up and began to preach. Then he began to preach, and then in verse 38, he says, Then Peter said, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know we, this is, a, this is a, a gift that God has given us? to be received, not to be rejected. You know, many, many denominations, and unfortunately today, have rejected the power of the Holy Spirit. They say they have it. What? Good works only, uh, are, are benevolent works, can, you can do those without having the power of the Holy Spirit, but you can't go forth and do what Jesus did without the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says they were, uh, and many of them, uh, the promise of the Father is to you and your children to the, who are all afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. How many of you know he's called you tonight? He's called you to be born again and filled with the Holy Spirit that you might be a witness wherever you go. That all to the ends of the earth means wherever you're at, wherever you go. But then it says, and, many, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. You could say that today, this perverse generation. We need to be saved from that. There are people out there all over this nation and all around this world that need to be saved. And it goes on to say, then they gladly received his word, were baptized, and there were about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. And then fear came upon every soul. Now, now, what are you talking about? The fear of God. The fear of God is not, I'm afraid of God. It's that awesome respect that says, hey, he is God, amen? That's what we need in the church today. You'd be lining up to do what he's called you to do if you had a fear of God. Because what someday, all of us are gonna stand before him. And so we need to be, uh, have that sense of awesomeness that he is. Many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all that believed were together together and they had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst among all as anyone need had need so continuing daily with one accord there they are in the in the temple in church <laughs> they were going to church on a regular basis they were hanging out in church uh, and in breaking bread from house to house they ate their food and gl with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now, we've come to that point. Peter and John and, and, and that whole group of people had gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit, and immediately, here's Peter. 
This is Peter, the, the coward Peter, who wasn't many days before that, was rejecting Jesus, was denying him. Listen, how many of you had uh, been in that place where you don't, you, you, you just, you, you don't speak up like you should, or you, you're afraid to speak up in a, in a crowd of people of unbelievers or something? Listen, this was Peter now who, who wasn't afraid anymore. He became bold really quick. Now, it says in chapter 3, we're going to start there tonight. In chapter 3, we're going to go over this again. Now, Peter and John went up together in the, at the, to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now, listen, this was a regular routine for them. They went to prayer in, in, in Jewish tradition. I think they went three or four times a day. But this would have been about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And here's Peter and John going to prayer. Listen, if you want to be bold, if you want to have the power of the Holy Spirit, you have to have a prayer life. It's just, it's just no two ways about it. You have to have a prayer life. Not begging God, but agreeing with what God has said in his word. Amen? Amen. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, who they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Listen, this, this man had been lame. It said in later in chapter four, it said he was about 40 years old. We'll get to that a little later, but he was about 40 years old, but he was lame from his mother's womb. In other words, he never did walk. And he, how, and he laid there, I'm sure, many days, and I'm sure Peter and John passed by him many times. They saw poor old Joe laying by the, the gate there with his head down. Can you, can you imagine you seeing people like that on the street? They won't look up at you. They're asking for a handout, but they're not looking up at you. you listen, they're, I'm sure they're very despondent, depressed, uh, discouraged, because in his life would have been that. Here he was, never had walked. He wouldn't like the other kids. He wouldn't like the other adults that could walk and go wherever he wanted to go and do whatever he wanted to do. Somebody had to help him, and they had to lay him by that gate every day. And he had to depend on other people helping him get what he needed all the time. So here they are walking to that uh, up to that the gate there, and who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, "Look at us. Listen, I know that they walked by him many times. Probably didn't have, the, but here they are." Now they're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can begin to see the needs of others. You, you know, other times when you're, I, I listen, I, I've been in it, uh, and maybe you have, I won't uh, put this on you, but there have been times when I pass people right by knowing I should have done something to help them. Now, I'm not saying you go to every street corner and everything and everybody's standing out there today because there's people all over. And as Pastor Scott said in the Sunday message, Hey, you give, the, you give the, the ministries and stuff that are helping those people where you know your money's going to a good cause, not, not somebody that you don't know where your money's going. But listen, he was sitting there, and, he, and here's what Peter said. Look at us. Here's Peter. Now, Peter, when he said that, he's saying that from a, a position of authority. He's saying that from a position of confidence. He's not no longer old, uh, 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 cowardly Peter. He's saying, look at us. And he probably said it with great authority. Look at us. Look, fix your eyes up here. Look up at me. You got to get somebody's attention sometimes. 
You know that happens in church sometimes, isn't it true? You'll be, uh, the preacher will be preaching and the pastor will be talking and, and putting out good word and we're, you're thinking of all different kinds of things. You ought to be saying, <laughs> the Holy Spirit would say to you, look and listen to what the, the word of God is being said here and preached. But goes on to say, look at us. So then he gave attention, expecting to receive something from them. Listen, he expect, what did he expect? He expected alms. He expected money. That's what he was expecting. Well, here's what Peter said. Then Peter said, silver and gold do not, I do not have, but such what I do have, I give you. And, and at King James, such as I have, I give unto you. Listen, a lot, of, a lot of people use that as saying, well, see, they didn't have no money. They had money. It just said in, in, in chapter 2, right up there, that they had sold everything and they, every, they had all their needs met. They had money. They just didn't have anything with them at that particular time. And I am assured that Peter and John was going to give them something far greater than a few, uh, a few uh, whatever the money would have been those days, a few pennies or a few nickels and dimes uh, to help him along. Now, they were going to give him something he had never had. And that's what, that's what the Holy Ghost will help you do. And they said, but what sisters I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Woo. Now, he didn't just say, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jesus in Jesus' name. He said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he was drawing it right down to that one that had been crucified. That one that was from Nazareth. Amen. Rise up and walk. It says here in my notes that, uh, they said that it was a good thing to begin to say that. If you pray for people, say, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That Jesus, because that was a common name, in, in, uh, and it is even still today. Uh, Joshua or Yeshua was a common name at that, at that time. So he, they identified the exact one that could raise him up. Amen? Now, I have to believe this wasn't his faith. This was a gift of the Spirit. This was a gift of faith on Peter and John to speak to that, even though he didn't even know what they were going to give him. He didn't ask for it being healed, like the woman with the issue of blood or, or, or uh, uh, the centurion asked for his uh, servant to be healed. This was something he was looking for money. And so they said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And I have to think, they didn't say, oh, come on. Now you can do this. Just believe God. You'll get it. No, they said, rise up and walk. And, then, and not only that, the next verse says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. This is somebody that never walked. You know, he, there was probably some cracking and, and popping going on from his, his ankles and his legs to straighten out. And could you imagine, they probably didn't have much uh, uh, muscle or, or sinew or anything in, in, on his legs and ankles to hold him up, but yet here they were, whole. And it says, so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Listen, he got something that money can't buy. He got the power of the Holy Spirit restored his very life.
Do you know it changed his life forever? It would change your life if you're at halt today, if you're going through things today. Call on the Lord Jesus. Begin to speak to your body. Tell it to live and not die in Jesus' name. To be, be whole in Jesus' name. You know what wholeness is? is full of health and prosperity. Amen? Amen. So it goes on to say, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Now they knew him. They knew his family. They knew his mother. Maybe his father. I didn't say anything about his father, but he, he was halt from his from the time he was born. So they knew him. For 40 years they had seen him around from the time he was a baby. And they probably saying, Poor old Joe, he couldn't walk, don't you feel sorry for him? This was a new day. This was a new day. Amen. And this same Jesus is still doing this work today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's still doing wonders, signs, and miracles. Amen? Amen. And we need to get back to believing and standing for that. Not just go along. Well, uh, you know, uh, we'll just pray for you. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it works. If it doesn't work, that's, we'll just have to deal with it. No, we're going to begin to... Uh, you, you ever expect miracles? You ever expect the power of the Holy Spirit? We're praying for a lot of people here right in our church that need those things. Let's get an expectancy like Peter and John had. Let's get an expectancy when you speak in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't try to do something that you haven't got filled with the Holy Spirit to do because you won't be able to do it. But they were full of the Holy Spirit. And, it, and he says, they was praising God. Then they knew it was he who was sit begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to them, to him. Now the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John. Don't you know that, hey, you're not going to get rid of him very easy. And I'm sure he became, listen, I'm sure he became a disciple. You know, it, signs and wonders can lead somebody to the to the presence of God. I listened to Keith Moore a lot and I, I heard a, a one on his healing series talking about a man when he was when he was down at Raymond he would he would have healing school and he was teaching in healing school on a regular basis. Well, he had this woman and some of you may have heard this before. He had this woman that wanted to go to uh, to Brother Hagen's and uh, to a camp meeting or whatever it was and go to healing school. And, and her husband was one of those, he didn't believe in any of that stuff and didn't want to go. And he would, he would gripe and carry on. And, and she finally convinced him and said, well, if you go down there, you can, you go down there, we'll go down there and you can go fishing and I'll go to the meetings. Well, he decided that he'd do that. Well, he went, they went down to the uh, uh, Raymond and, and on the way down and when they got there, she, she started getting on him and said, just go to one meeting with me. Just go to one meeting. One, one of the healing, at healing school, healing meetings. So he finally did after she carried on a while. And, and uh, he, they went to this meeting and he got back in the car. Now he testified to this later, but he got back into the car and uh, he just griped and carried on, was cussing at her. Don't you ever bring me to a meeting like this again. And he reached over on the back of his neck. He had had a, a place that Keith said about the size of a fist that had been there, a growth that had been there. Well, he reached over the, the scratches back and feel that, and he didn't feel it. So he said to her, he said, put your hand on that. And she put her hand on that and said, well, praise God, and started getting excited that it's gone. And he said, oh, no, no, no. And he says, 
so the rest of the afternoon in the hotel or wherever they were staying, he'd say every now and then, he'd say, put your hand on that. Is it there? And he said, no, it isn't gone. He said, uh, he testified, he went back to the next service and the next service, and he gave his heart to Christ. Listen, that thing had gone just like that. That was a, 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 a manifestation of the power of God when he didn't even ask for it. Amen? Amen. And he, he began to serve God. Listen, signs and wonders and miracles many times will cause somebody to turn towards God. And so they had been, here's Peter and John. This man had been healed. Now when the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Amen. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look at them intently on us, uh, so intently on us as though by our own power or godliness, we have made this man whole. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. So, but you denied him, he said, and, and, and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and kill the prince of life, whom God raised up from the dead, for, for we are with, which we are witnesses. And by his name, <laughs> by what name? Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah. <laughs> by his name has been made, this man made uh, man strong, which you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this uh, perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Wow. Then it goes on to say, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance. How many of you know people are ignorant? Doesn't mean they're stupid or, or dumb. It means they don't, don't know something or don't receive something that's there. Just like the word of God. You can be ignorant of the word. What you don't know can kill you. What you don't know can hurt you. So we need to know things, don't we? We need to know what the word says about us and what God has done for us and so we can walk in it. We, we can't pretend ignorance and we, that, won't, that won't work when we get to heaven either. That won't work when we stand before him either, amen? But those, who, those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets that uh, Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. Now he says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so the times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus who was preached to you before. Listen, you know, repentance is good news. If you've been messing around doing things you shouldn't be doing, and whether you're a Christian or not, is repent. Ask God to forgive you. Then turn around and go a different way, amen? And it's refreshing. You feel good. You feel refreshed. Amen. Whom heaven must receive until these times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. And it goes on to say, it goes on to say he preached to them. And so in, in chapter four, it begins to say this, and we're going to close here in a minute, but running out of time. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captains of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now listen, they had just done a wonderful thing for a man who had been laying there for 40 years, couldn't walk, couldn't do nothing. And yet, not unlike what happens today, we have, we have all types of people, so I don't believe in that faith healing. I don't believe in those people that lay hands on people and see people. I don't believe in all that, and, and we don't want any of that around here. 
You know, there's, there are people like that. It's, they say they believe in Jesus, but they don't want anything to do with what he did and what he tells us to do. Amen? And he laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. It says, that I wrote that down, or underlined that, the number of men. That means there were probably women and children with them. So there could have been a excuse me, could have been as many as 10 or 12,000 people there. And he said, well, that's not possible. Yes, it is. And how did they come to know Jesus? By the word that they spoke. That, that healing of that lame man and that boldness that Peter and John just, uh, just, uh, demonstrated gave them opportunity to speak the word of God. Peter was able to speak the word of God and the people repented and turned their life to Christ. Amen. That's what boldness will do when you walk in boldness the benefits of boldness is not just because you go and try to do something you shouldn't do on your own you do it with the power of the holy spirit and they were moved by the holy spirit to do that they weren't just going in there well let's just go up to this this old lame man that's laying there this and let's let's raise him up well they weren't instructed to do that at that time except by the power of the holy spirit you remember that story you remember that story where uh, paul and silas had delivered that young girl, that young girl that kept tormenting them and said, who are you? And these are, and, and was making money. These guys were making money off of her. You know, they put up with that for a while. And then all of a sudden, I, I have to believe that the Holy Spirit gave him the, the, the utterance to speak to her and cast that thing out, you know? And there are other times it's like the itinerant Jewish um, the Jews that tried to, uh, you know, the seven sons of Sceva who tried to cast out the devil. And then and he said, the, the, the devil said, Peter, I know, or I mean, uh, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? You know, you don't do things by, except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, next week, we're going to go into chapter four deeper because it is vitally important to know who you are in Christ and be filled with the power and the boldness of the Holy Spirit. This is so important for the church today. We got to get back to that, my friends. We got to get back to that place where we're, we're just pushing into the things of God, where we're not taking second place. We're not taking standing back and letting somebody else do what God's called us to do. We need to be bold about our faith in this day and this hour. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you sent your spirit to fill us all in this day and this hour, in 2021 and beyond. Lord, let your spirit so fill and, and, and infill our lives that we'll just be bold as lions. Go forth doing what you called us to do in the mighty name of Jesus. That name, it's above every name. That There's only one name where men might be saved, and that's Jesus. So we give you praise and thanksgiving. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would not only be knowing about Jesus, but they'd know him and be filled with your spirit, that they might do the works that you've called them to do, that it might be well with them. And we give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Good to be with you. See you next week. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.